Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. We're back for our 44th episode and today we are joined by a special guest, Nikki Campling, who's the Ecosystem Manager of the Barclays Eagle Lab in Oxford. Welcome, Nikki. We're really glad to have you with us today. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here. So today we're going to be chatting with you about startups and fast growing companies and how they kind of engage with or see data protection, some of the challenges that they face. So I guess it might be good just to start off with just a little bit about what you do with Barclays at the Eagle Lab there in Oxford and just give us an overview of that for us. Absolutely. So the Barclays Eagle Lab is part of 26 location strong network across the country. As you know, the ecosystem in Oxford is quite a rich ecosystem in terms of businesses that spin out of the universities. What we're essentially there to do is to provide startup support to enable those businesses to innovate and grow, as well as providing them with co-working spaces and the opportunity to work alongside and network with other like-minded businesses. Excellent. That all sounds really interesting and a brilliant support for startups and sort of those faster growing companies because it can be a really challenging and exciting time for them. Absolutely. Quite scary as well to navigate the systems. For sure. Direction, I think, is great. Yeah. And and from sort of obviously organisations that are so experienced. And I guess sort of coming from that, that's where we've sort of had a few conversations in the past. And it'd be really interesting to hear from your perspective of working with startups. What's the kind of attitude that you see in those sort of organisations around data protection and what that means and the navigation that they might need to try and follow there? Of course. So startup and entrepreneurs in particular tend to be super creative people they have fantastic innovative ideas and really passionate about driving those ideas forward and I think as a result of that on occasion data protection can be lower down on their gender of priorities sometimes it can be missed not intentionally they're all super aware of it because they tend to be academics really intelligent people so it's not that it's something they have never heard of and it doesn't come as a bolt out of the blue and a big shot it's more not necessarily very high up on their agenda for sure and do you think that's because they've got so much else that they're doing they're so focused on their idea that they really want to get out there to market that actually they do want to get around to data protection but they're too in that excitement phase of wow i'm going to change the world with this kind of new idea that I have. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, actually. And that's what I thrive from, really. It's it's passion and that excitement and the whirlwind, I guess, that is launching your own business. Data protection could be seen by some as one of those things that I don't need to worry about that yet because actually I'm just starting out on my business. I'm just starting this journey. Why would I need to have it? So probably quite a big question for a lot of entrepreneurs in their heads as to I'm aware of it I know the regulation I know I need to be you know in adherence with it but is it really a key priority for me right now when I'm in this exciting bubble and I'm driving this idea forward probably not yeah and do you think they see it as a a barrier to be overcome and a hurdle rather than something that can support their business and give them a good platform for growth I think so I think it's the perception that logistics and the elements I guess of data protection are because of their regulatory stance you almost imagine this whole encyclopedia of t's and c's and different lines of legalities that they simply 
know they need to chew through yeah but they don't particularly want to take a bite at the moment <laughs> no it can seem really overwhelming especially when you kind of think of all the different aspects of business just with data protection you need to consider and then when you think of the other elements as well that might be regulations or the legalities and all the different sections of the wider the business arena that you have to consider it can be pretty overwhelming and i think it can be quite challenging sort of certainly with the people we've had conversations with in that similar position they can feel it's a lot for them to have to think about about in those mm-hmm. early stages and also balancing it off and they kind of go well the risk of us actually getting caught or being found out is quite low so it's that sort of risk versus effort trade-off that they're always kind of kind of evaluating and seeing where their energies need to go for some it's also that kind of well I don't really think it applies to me just yet you know we've got so little personal data you know it's just a couple of email addresses we're not doing any marketing yet you know we will get around to it but you know we're not going to be the first company that the information commissioner tackles if something goes wrong which is a typical myth uh, that we found with small companies yeah absolutely and I think that myth kind of extends to the job in hand making sure the data protection's there making sure they're compliant with it there's a big myth I think around that and the clarity and you know the time frames that it's going to take out of their day when actually they should be working on developing their ideas and moving towards you know minimum viable product status and looking at perhaps their logos and their website and a million other things that they're considering at that stage of their journey it's almost like a a bear in the room a big bear in the room (laughs) you know you need to tackle it but actually you're sitting there quite quietly at the moment so you're just going to leave him to it yeah and I think that's very true and do you think there's a difference in the tech companies where sort of startups where they've got sort of a technology idea do you see any difference there are they more aware of it or is it a bigger bear that they just want to leave sleeping in the corner because if they wake it it's going to be a massive growl that they can't ignore. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. With tech companies, I think they probably are slightly more aware of it. But again, I think it's dependent on the tech that they're developing. It depends which sector that falls into as to the data protection implication and and how much of a priority it is to them. So agree, I think there is a difference. Whether it's a vast difference, I think is very driven by what the tech is and what it's doing. And I think the, um, you know, it's those kind of tech companies or those that have got a really fantastic idea that end up moving super fast. They're no longer in the startup phase. They're only in startup for a small amount of time because they've appealed to investors with their idea. And now they are expanding, you know, in terms of their workforce to really, you know, take this to market. And they're looking for, you know, seed funding, for example. And again, I think where we move into the faster growing companies that are tech, they, I think it's still, it's something they need to focus focus on but it's that oh I'll get back to that maybe in six months time once I've actually we've secured the funding and that so when you work with the kind of fast growing companies do you see any change in their attitude towards data protection does it become a slightly bigger priority for them? I would say that's quite dependent on how quickly they almost expand their team. If they keep their team very small and very co-worker driven and hold on to the reins really tightly, which lots of businesses that are scaling tend to do because they're really proud of what they're doing and they're really precious about protecting the essence and the ethos of, of what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I think sometimes it depends on how quickly they're expanding. So if they're 
going through quite a big recruitment phase and their team is growing at a pace, potentially that data protection piece has that allocation built in because you've simply got more bodies in the team to kind of look at those things. I think if you've got a business that's scaling quickly, but really, really keen to maintain the organic nature of what they're doing. Potentially it will fall further down the list. I think a tech sector in particular over the last 12 months, particularly in the pandemic, is the health tech sector because those businesses that have kind of spun out an idea that's been grabbed by both hands and scaled at pace purely because of the nature of that idea and how that's impacting health. I think, yeah, definitely it would have fallen way down because they're just going to be in a whirlwind of growth and, you know, trying to get this product to market because of the benefits and, and because of what it does. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's interesting there because we're potentially as well with those health related products, if it's needing to process health information about individuals, they need to be more aware and prioritising data protection and the privacy by design concept even more because of the nature of what they're processing. So it's really, it's quite interesting, isn't it, that that sort of idea and the pressure from the external market and the, that drive to take advantage and capitalise on a situation, you know, which is absolutely right, can kind of detract or not detract make them lose focus a little bit on areas that really need that focus like data protection protecting the health information and making sure that they're they're using it properly and I think trying to sort of have a a focus on those areas and having it as a what's the actual content of our product what data are we using how are we how are we using individuals data are we being clear with them what that means those are really important questions for those type of companies to be asking themselves so that they don't get caught out further down the line when it's so big that then suddenly there's a headline that's like data's being used in this way or it's not secure or somebody else has got access to it that we really don't want to have access to we have seen those stories in the last 12 months you know especially anyone that's designing an for example that's you know involves health information but tracking individuals uh, as well on a large scale and there's a lot of digital transformation in the last 12 months has been genuinely phenomenal and I can see companies have grown massively because of that but they where they've got it or they've misunderstood it they have hit the press because it's such a kind of an eye-catching headline of health data being misused you know do you know they're tracking your every moment so I think Regina's point about it's that balancing of we want to grow, we want to be super successful, but also being mindful of what it is you're collecting and what you're processing and not negatively impacting someone's privacy. I couldn't agree more. And I think we've seen so many apps developed and technology rolled out over the last 12 months. It's kind of been quite unprecedented, really. And I think that the drive for the legalities and things around data protection would ultimately come from those business mentors. So if those businesses have a really good mentor and you know a trusted kind of person that they go to then I'm sure that the data protection piece will be you know pretty high up there and I think Eagle Labs as a network as well provide mentoring for our members which is provided by entrepreneurs themselves so there's a panel that we use of entrepreneurs that have launched successful businesses and exited those businesses so I think it depends on where those businesses have accessed their support from I guess and that could be very hit and miss particularly over the last 12 months because of the situation that we've been in so I think that's a really interesting point really and it kind of leads us on to our final question because this has gone super quick but it's that kind of characteristics of of leadership uh, within those kind of fast growing uh, business do you think one of it is a, a recognition that they do need a mentor to help guide them through this kind of amazing journey of building a fast growing company 
Absolutely. I think mentoring has become quite a big thing over the last 12 months. And I don't know whether that's been driven by the fact we've all been in lockdown and essentially working from our houses pretty much off and on for for the whole year. But mentoring has really come into play. And I think some businesses have utilised the one-to-one mentoring and had that individual they trust and kind of their go-to person. I think some businesses have opted for perhaps more structured mentoring facilitated by places like Cambridge Judge Business School, places like that that actually run a programme of very structured mentoring in all areas of business. So yeah, I think it is interesting. That said, I think sometimes, particularly in leadership, if you have a CEO of a business that is scaling super quickly, sometimes they can be very fixated on not only the scaling period of the business, but also, and I keep coming back to the same thing, but also it's their baby, essentially. And they also want to keep that, you know, that seed that they've nurtured and grown. They want to keep that really organic and keep the essence of that alive. And I think because of that, sometimes they're quite reluctant to seek additional support because they're very in control of it. And they think they're very in control of it. And I think it, you know, it varies hugely across, you know, CEOs and leaderships, positions in businesses. And I think ultimately it probably comes down down to characteristics whether you're the sort of person that you know is prepared to let everybody in and give me all the support I need or the, the sort of person that's very I like to be in control of this and I want to stay in control of this so mindset has a, a huge influence I think awesome well, I think we could clearly talk for a lot longer but we have come <laughs> to the end of our time allocation for this this podcast so thank you Nikki for joining us that was you know incredibly a whistle-stop uh, tour of startups and fast-growing companies so thank you for joining You're us. You're so welcome it's been a pleasure it's been lovely speaking to you Excellent. both thank you. Um, and for anyone listening if you have any questions you can email us at the coffee at dbxuk.com I hope you all have a great day it was good to talk to you again as well Regina. As always. And uh, we'll see you again next week so thanks very much. <laughs>